Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. You're here because you want to learn about how to live a healthier life, how to live more sustainably, how to take your everyday actions and make them work for you and the planet. Sometimes it might feel like you've got this figured out, and other times you probably feel lost. That's why I'm here. Together, we will learn how to live happier, healthier lives without the need to be perfect and always allowing space for a little cluelessness on this journey to living a more conscious life. Here we go. This podcast is supported by Will's Vegan Store. Will's Vegan Store has been a vegan company at the front of vegan clothing and sustainable fashion since they launched in 2013 by their founder, Will Green. They produce the most beautiful, vegan, sustainably made shoes, clothing, and accessories. I have been obsessed with this brand for years now. They were one of the first vegan brands that I really made the switch to. It can be hard to thrift shoes, but I love knowing that if I'm going to purchase a pair of shoes from Will's Vegan Store, they are going to be ethically made, their workers are protected, they don't use plastic packaging, they're delivered in an environmentally friendly way. It's truly the most amazing company to support. So if you're ready to try them yourself, hit the link in the show notes so they know that I sent you. Just like with anything else that gets popular, there are a lot of trends within the sustainability and living eco-friendly movement. You've probably noticed either your favorite brands or your content on social media might be starting to lean a little bit more in the direction of being eco-friendly. It's a really cool shift to see in the market, and a lot of that is possible because people like you listening are driving that change. There are major companies seeing, oh, people are starting to really get passionate and louder and louder about caring about the planet. It's becoming harder to ignore. So that means that many trends come out, right? That there are a lot of trends surrounding the sustainability movement on like the next best way to save the planet. Now, the overall uptick in sustainability trending in general, I think is absolutely amazing for all the things I just said. But there are a few trends, quote unquote, that come out of learning how to be sustainable, or if you Google becoming sustainable, things that you're told to do, that I really think you can bypass and that shouldn't matter. A lot of these trends are rooted in capitalism and spending more and buying more, and and turns out that's not actually what we need to do. So let's start there. The first trend I want to talk about is just in general this idea that to be eco-friendly, to care about the planet, you have to buy more stuff. When I first started learning about sustainability, I definitely fell into the camp of, oh, I'm going to buy all of these things because that'll make me able to live more eco-friendly. So I bought things like a bamboo cutlery set or a thousand billion mason jars so they all matched. Things like that that I now realize were completely unnecessary, didn't help me become more eco-friendly. Actually, they just helped me gather more stuff and consume more. So this trend that 
you have to buy this cute little bamboo cutlery set in order to be eco-friendly is quite frankly bullshit. And it's setting people up for a loss because they think they have to invest money in order to even entertain the idea of sustainability. Let's use that example of the bamboo cutlery set. You know, it's just a fork and knife and spoon in this little case. It's cute. It's purple. It's my favorite color. So that's exciting. But I also could have just grabbed a fork from my kitchen, wrapped it in a napkin and threw it in my purse. Done deal. With the mason jars. I bought so many mason jars. Of course, they don't not go to use in some way, shape or form. But I also buy vegan mayo in a glass jar probably once every other week. And I've bought peanut butter in glass jars if I'm not making my own. So there are a lot of ways to get containers, and it doesn't even have to be glass. The Talenti raspberry sorbet that I treat myself to maybe a little too frequently, those plastic containers are really nice, and I use them for everything. So I would now think of it as, what do I already have Or what am I already buying that I can use to help me be more sustainable instead of this idea of having to buy things to be sustainable? Because we know at the end of the day, we can't consume our way out of this problem of the climate crisis and all of the things that are happening to our planet because we are not living sustainably enough. So that is trend number one to ignore. You do not have to buy more shit in order to be living more sustainably. Yeah, sometimes that helps. Sometimes you'll make investments in things that help you that are really great. But that's not a requirement of being sustainable. You don't have to buy all these new things. Trend number two, this might be a little triggering for some folks, but I am so tired of hearing about how people have kept their trash in a jar after one year. I don't know if you've seen this, if you first kind of dive into being sustainable, or at least when I did a few years ago, it was a really big trend to see how much trash you could produce in a month or a year, and could you get it down to like a glass jar? So you'd see these people on YouTube be like, yep, all of the trash I produced fits in this mason jar. So that's amazing. If you are able to figure out how to live life in a way that only lets you produce a jar's worth of garbage a year, hats off to ya. That's amazing. And if you can do that, I'm not saying you shouldn't. But what a way to set somebody up to feel like they can't be sustainable or join the movement. Because the majority of us are still producing more trash than fits in a jar in a year. Becoming sustainable definitely definitely allowed me to lessen my trash output. I became so much more thoughtful about what I was buying, what I was getting rid of, what the end of life of things were. So of course, I do produce less trash now and it's amazing, but it's definitely more than a mason jar's worth a year. And if that feels like a barrier of entry, then we're not doing something right. We need to do our marketing in the sustainability movement differently if people feel like they can't be a part of the movement to live more eco-friendly or sustainable or whatever language you want to use if they have more trash than fits in a jar. So that's a big trend you might see if you are reading like zero waste blogs and all those things that I think you can totally ignore. Yes, figure out how to produce less trash. But if it is more than fits in a jar, it doesn't mean you failed. You're still doing a really good job just by prioritizing this in your life. Finally, 
The last trend I see, I think this is the most relevant one in my mind and what I'm seeing lately is buying something because of a particular label. Now, this could be and might be another podcast episode in and of itself with all of the different labels on things like eco-friendly, plant-based, zero waste, recycled plastic. There's all these different labels on things because companies and brands are noticing this is selling my product. People care about the environment, so I'm going to put all these fancy labels on there so people don't have to think about it and they'll buy my product. So I am not judging you if you have fallen for some of these greenwashing tactics. I did a whole episode that I'll link in the show notes about what is greenwashing, but to just kind of recap, this idea that brands are like using those labels that say organic, plant-based, but that's not really rooted in anything. It doesn't mean anything. There's no regulations around that. So they're using it because they know it sells. So don't just trust a label that says plant-based and trust it as truth. It seems to be a trendy thing now to be like, oh, I'm so glad I cannot have to really worry about it. I can just use whatever these labels say. I'll buy this product and that's it. And of course, if that's what you can do in this moment, hopefully that product is better than its alternative. But if you have the privilege and time to take a few minutes to make sure that that product actually is what it says it is. We can avoid this greenwashing. We can avoid, quite frankly, wasting our money and also giving money to places that actually aren't doing the things they say they are. They're not committed to sustainability. So if we can stay away from the trend of just buying because something says green, eco-friendly, planet-friendly, I think we will push the market even more to be accountable, to not just put green or eco-friendly on their products, but to actually be green and actually be eco-friendly. So there are many more where that came from, but those are a few trends I think you can totally avoid or watch out for if you are learning to live more sustainably or eco-friendly. I should have said this in the beginning, but my voice is a little off this episode. I was celebrating a friend's life with a bunch of people last weekend and obviously celebrated a little bit hard. So my voice is a little scratchy, but hopefully next week I will be back and I won't sound like this, but thanks for bearing with me. This podcast is supported by Parade Underwear. Parade believes that the materials that touch your skin should be as comfortable as possible wherever life takes you. That's why their styles come in a large range of fabrics from seamless universal that disappears under clothes to cozy waffles plush comfort that keep you comfy on every occasion. Parade understands that everyone deserves to express themselves however they choose because we're all unique. And Parade knows that there's no parade without our planet. They strive to make all of their products from reclaimed, recycled, responsible, renewable, or regenerative materials. This is really a win-win-win. I love Parade. I've been wearing them for a while now, and I can't recommend them enough. And of course, we love the mission. Use code consciously.carly for 20% off your first order. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-L-Y dot C-A-R-L-Y, consciously.carly. Enjoy your new undies. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, put it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, leave a review. Reviews and shares help more people to see the podcast and join in on the fun. If you want to make sure to stay up to date on future episodes, follow me at Consciously Carly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, and head to consciouslycarly.com to sign up for the newsletter. Ready for more Conscious Living content? Check out patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and join the exclusive community over there. And finally, if you're ready to take better care of yourself and the world, let's work together. Click the link in the show notes to head to the website, find out more, and schedule a free discovery call with me. Chat soon!